Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Extras, Rays Edition. I'm Brittany Giroli, here with Rays.com recorder, Bill Chastain. Bill, how are you? I'm doing swell, Britt. How's your offseason going? It is, it is going pretty slowly, but I think that, you know, as we get closer and closer to the winter meetings, hopefully things will start to pick up here a little bit. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of chatter with Tampa Bay, though. Um, been a little bit of a quieter team. Obviously, they're not expected to be in on any of those top guys, but... Uh, Bill, let me ask you, with the, the use of their opener this season, how they kind of really changed the way we look at starting pitching, do you think there's a chance that they bring, you know, a couple extra one to two inning guys instead of these everyday players? Could their roster be really retooled as a result of this? You know, we used to ask, we asked Cash about that a lot last year, if he was going to take a an extra, you know, guy for the bullpen and and, and, uh, and not use as many guys on his bench and and they never did that. I don't look for them to do that again this year. I think the biggest thing that might happen is you see the guys who were the openers this year, you know, the uh, Ryan Stanek's, the Castillo's um, and they might go to the back end of the bullpen and then they could bring in some new arms uh, from their minor league system and use that opener uh, category to to kind of break them in, which seemed to work well with those guys last year. So um, Cash always remained adamant they weren't going to do, you know, an extra bullpen guy, although there were times when they did have an extra guy. But I, I would think that's the way they're going to continue going forward is uh, to have a full bench. I guess that makes sense, right? Because it's such a long season, especially with the, the disabled list now. And the Rays have always been a team. Uh, that kind of has that roster flexibility, right? I mean, they should have a bullpen that has some optional pieces in it, you feel like? Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I would think it's going to be just as flexible this year as it was last year. And, and an interesting guy to me, Bill, is Brent Honeywall. Does he legitimately have a chance to be part of that pitching staff as early as next season? Yeah, you know, he, uh, he all Rays fans pretty much know he had Tommy John uh, surgery uh, in, in spring training. So that timetable probably puts him to where he'd be available around the all-star break or a little bit after. Um, as we've all seen different guys come back at different times from that injury. It's not so much the recovery physically as it is getting the arm retrained to, to make those quality pitches. Uh, you know, you realize watching a guy come back from that, how fine, the strike zone is to refine, you know, when they're painting the black. Uh, so optimistically he could be back, you know, uh, in the second half next year. Um, if he, if he is available then and, and comes back to the way he was, uh, that would be a big boost to the Rays. But, you know, I think it's real hard to count on a guy coming back in his first year from Tommy John and, and being exactly the guy he was before he uh, had the surgery. 
Bill, around this time, there's a lot of front office chatter, a lot of teams making additions, a lot of moves that you know, fans aren't necessarily familiar with these guys. But of course, with Tampa Bay, Heim Bloom, a guy who's been rumored in a lot of openings. He's been the runner-up twice we know of so far with the Mets and the Giants. What do you know about him um, and what he does well? And can you expect that you know he will continue to kind of circulate in that rumor mill as long as there are openings? Well, uh, first, Heim has kind of operated as the uh, co-GM with Eric Neander. And anytime a team that's supposed to finish last and has a low payroll and goes out and wins 90 games, uh, people are going to want to poach those teams. I mean, we've already seen Rocco Baldelli take the Twins job as the manager and Charlie Montoya take the, the Blue Jays job as their manager. So there's a lot of organizations that, you know, finding a way to get that pixie dust and for a, you know, uh, for a cheap and, and on the cheap is, is very appealing. Pime uh, is a really intelligent guy, uh, comes across that way. And, uh, you know, between he and Neander and, and the Rays, rest of the Rays front office and their uh, quote unquote think tank, uh, they have pretty much made a lot of really innovative and uh, what turned out to be wise decisions uh, from the opener to, you know, all kinds of different things they've done. So I think he's very attractive as a GM candidate for uh, anybody. Yeah, it just always seems like the Rays are able to do things that other teams can't that have tons of resources. So doesn't surprise me at all. Probably won't surprise you if he continues to be rumored in some of these openings, at least um, over this next month or so. Totally. To kind of mix things up here a little bit with the with the Rays and your perspective, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned Rocco Baldelli. You covered him as a player. What was your reaction when you saw that he was going to be a manager of the Twins, obviously was in the race system for a while, I believe as a coach, right, and an assistant perhaps um, for a little while after his playing days. Do you think he's going to have success in that role? And what were your experiences like with Rocco Baldelli? Well, and, and you know, you're familiar with Rocco from your time when you helped me cover the Rays. Um, Rocco is, uh, comes across as an intelligent guy. He was a first-round pick of the Rays. I remember um, when I first started covering him and – you know, you're, you're seeing baseball on a daily basis and uh, there's guys that you see play that, that really raise your eyes, you know, I mean, make you, make you catch your attention. And the way he played the outfield was uh, really, you know, caught your attention. He was, he was a really good player before he had, uh, before health issues kind of curtailed that in, you know, curtailed his career. Um, he went to work in the Rays front office, did a lot of different jobs and, you know, kind of, you know, paid his dues, um, getting his education, going out, watching players. Uh, his opinion is very well respected. I expect him uh, to do well with the twins. And uh, he obviously is, you know, just like I said, with Hein Bloom and, and Charlie Montoya, uh, when you go out and win 90 wins, you know, as a team like the Rays, a lot of people want to copy what you've done. And I think uh, he'll take his Rays playbook to the twins and uh, I look for them to have some success with him at the helm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what a great guy. A great bunch of great stories here in, in terms of hires. Um, it seems like baseball has kind of rewarded some of these guys like Montoyo, um, as you mentioned. Final thing, Bill, before we go, Jake Feria. I mean, where, where does he currently stand with this team? We know he's capable of being a starter. Technically, he's a starter on that depth chart. 
but something in his approach just just hasn't really seemed right. So will he have a long leash this season? Will they move on from him? What do you see kind of happening with him this spring? I think uh, Faria is kind of the forgotten guy. Uh, at one point during the 2017 season, which was his first, uh, he was considered probably the best pitcher the Rays had. Um, so he had big expectations this year. He, uh, he had injury problems and kind of lost a little bit of his mojo. Um, but, you know, you, you think about the Rays moving on. During the 2017 season, there was talk about the Rays moving on from Blake Snell, and you saw how that turned out. So I expect him to come back and, and have a big year. I, I really like what he can do. Um, and I think maybe having the results he did last year and having to struggle some uh, will probably ring a bell for him. And, and uh, I, I expect him to come back in great shape and, uh, you know, ready to try and become one of those uh, starters. Uh, we'll, we'll see how many, you know, regular five, you know, starters they have in a five-man rotation this year or how many openers they have. But he's certainly a, a strong uh, contender for one of those spots. Awesome. Well, that's something to definitely keep your eyes peeled on this spring. Bill, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the insight, as always, here on MLB.com Extras. I'm Britt Giroli. That's Bill Chastain signing off on the latest edition of the Rays podcast.